0: circumstance when he says you're not enough when he tries to remind you of everything you did wrong or all the failed situations in your life you gotta snatch that fool by the throat remind him who you are and whose you are put your foot on his neck I me my crown. I stand boldly, and I look the enemy squarely eye. And I tell him to run me everything he stole from me. Everything that God says is mine. Run it back. My peace, my joy, love overflowing, wisdom, power, purpose. Run it back. back. Run it back, run it, run it run it back, run it, run it run it run it, run it run it run who you are, run it, it are, run it, run it are, run it, run Put your foot on his neck, baby. Listen, sometimes the person I need to tell to run through my crown is me. Sometimes I'm the one that needs to be reminded of who I am. Sometimes I'm the one that needs to be reminded that I'm a child of the Most High King and I was already born fierce, foxy, and fine. I was born worthy. My daddy owns all of this, and it's time I act like it. we all go through right but in the spirit of sisterhood i'm sharing my story transparently so that you don't have to carry alone don't let the enemy make you believe that isolation is of god he's a whole fool sis healing happens in community and sisterhood saved my life my life my life my life my life well good evening and happy tuesday happy transparent tuesday and welcome to the run me my crown radio show I am your host, wana, a.k.a. Foxy's baby, and it is my pleasure, my privilege, my honor. (laughs) I don't know how many (laughs) more words I can put in there, but I'm I'm excited because this young lady that I get a chance to speak with today, y'all, forced to be reckoned with just a light out here in this dark world. I tell you, she reflects so much of me. It it blew my mind the first time I came in contact with her and met her. But I'm still in awe to this day. What is it, it? It has been, oh, it's been about four months now since I got an opportunity yeah. to meet her. And when I tell you, I'm just I'm just grateful because it's just more proof in the pudding that God puts people in your path for a purpose that there's no such thing as a happenstance. And so I'm grateful to be able to introduce to to many, of course, and of course, just bring it on in here. You know how we do. Miss Jolie Rashawn. Hi! Hey, girl. Hey. (laughs) You know my voice goes up several octaves when I get excited. And so I'm definitely (laughs) excited tonight. I am just grateful because when I think of the fact that I literally met you in May
1: mm-hmm.
0: and shout out to Mr. Antoine, of course, of access granted because of his show that I was co-hosting at that time, I got an opportunity mm-hmm. to meet you. And, and when I do shows, you know, I usually try to, um, just real quick look and see, okay, who is this person? You know, I, I don't like try to rehearse because I believe in just letting the spirit do what he does.
1: Right. Right.
0: But I was like, you know, let me see who this young lady is. Now, I knew that you were a model. I knew that you were, you know, in Jay Waters, his video. And mm-hmm. in fact, shout out to him. You know, listen, he the real yeah. king of R&D. <laughs> 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 um, but, you know, I just remember um, in that moment, I was like, you know, like everything, all the accolades that I kept reading about you. I was like, "No, wait a minute! Is she my long lost sister or what?" <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, fast forward to the moment we got a chance to embrace, and I, I tell you, I remember. You know, I'm, I'm good with dates. I remember right. it was May twentieth. It was yep. a Thursday. Yep. And I promise you, I didn't want to let you go. I really did not want <laughs> to let you go. Like it was that serious. And so, <laughs> fast forward to this moment, you know, of course so much has happened for both of us, but yes. we ain't here to talk about both of us. We here more so to talk about you and all the amazing things that, you know, that have happened with you, for you. Um, I'm just excited. You know, I'm over here screaming, I'm out here on a pedestal <laughs> just doing all types of flips for my sister. Just grateful, you know, oh to see God's hand in your life.
1: Yeah. I- I- I'm grateful for you. Um, we don't we don't see enough of women encouraging and uplifting and celebrating the next woman. Mm. And so it it's 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 a loss for words because um, every time we we text or we talk, there's so much energy and excitement that's exchanged. And just like you said, from the first time we met, like literally, I did not want to fly back to Dallas. Like I was looking, like <laughs> okay, we can't stay a little longer in Maryland. Like how do I, how do I get her to Dallas? Like how, you know. So it was, it, it's just amazing, just even being here on the show with you because we connected in such a way no one would have ever believed that we had just met.
0: Yes. Yes. And so, you know, I just think about some of the things and I won't go into detail because a lot of what we talked about was quite personal. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I felt comfortable in even sharing those personal right. things with you, having only met you that week, mm-hmm. you know, was like I said, proof in the pudding that, you know, this was not happenstance. You were yeah. brought into my life, you know. For Mm -hmm. a divine purpose. And and there was so much power and and the energy. And I just knew that it was a safe place. And that's really what I I do my best to cultivate um, as a sister, as someone who has had to triumph over so many different challenges. And and that's why, you know, even in my intro, you hear me say that sisterhood saved my life because it really was that safe place, that safe haven Um, You know, and and no doubt we all know that sometimes God will isolate us for a season, but the reality is he put us here for a purpose to to be able to impact others. And it was because of other sisters knowing their place and their purpose and allowing their light to shine. You know, often it wasn't Mm -hmm. even that they were doing something especially to me. Mm -hmm. It was that they were just simply being themselves. Right, right. And by them being themselves unapologetically, that gave me permission to do the same, right? you know? And so, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like you are indeed one of those people who have continued to, you know, to reinforce what I already know. You know, I know right. who I am through Christ. I know what my, my my position is. I know what, you know, what I was created to do. But sometimes, if we can keep it real, sometimes... <laughs> You would be like Come on, Jesus
1: now. Wait a minute. <laughs> Are you sure about this, Lord? Like, right, bro. Look,
0: you know, that's look how we, we did be, not. We be like, yeah.
1: listen. Sir, you you know you tripping with this one, right? <laughs> <laughs> look, can I can I see can I see what we wrote down on, on in the notes? Because I don't remember going over this. I don't remember agreeing <laughs> to this. And yeah. <laughs>
0: Yes, uh, like we didn't agree to any of this, but, you know, but nonetheless, we're grateful. And so as we as we continue to push forward, because that's all we can do is continue Mm -hmm. to push forward. Even when, you know, your knees are knocking, your teeth are chattering and you can't even see the next step. You like, listen, I got to trust you. Ain't no way I can do this on my own. I have to trust Mm -hmm. you in this moment, you know, and so. Like I said, just being able to, um, you know, to come into contact with another powerhouse like yourself. And honestly, it blew my mind that a lot of what you were talking about that day, you remember I pulled out my cell phone and was like, child, look look at all, almost everything you were talking about, I had something that God had already given me a glimpse of and I just simply made a note,
1: Yep,
0: you know, and... (laughs) You know, what's even funnier is, you know, like I said, I ain't gonna go into detail, but you remember that situation? Uh-huh. How about that situation just sent the message five minutes ago?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby, I you. baby, now, 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 sir, now, if you don't no go sir. ahead now. But no so. But we already know <laughs> who the enemy is and, and what his position is. We already know, right, that right? This is this is what he was created. You know this this is what he does. This is his job. Yeah. And he and don't take off work. He don't. He don't. He, he don't, don't take off work at all. But you know, let's reel it back in because <laughs> you know that could be a whole episode, right? There. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But what I do love about, um, if I can say that, what I love about the enemy is that he's consistent. Yeah. And because he doesn't, he doesn't really change either, right? So once Mm -hmm. you know his tactics, once you know the doors that he tries to come in, then you know how to go on the offense. You know how to block him out. Because if you close that door, if you shut, Mm -hmm. I mean, shut it down, you deadbolt it. So that fool can't slither and slide up under. He can't come through a crack all of that if you do that mm-hmm. then you already you you already know you the one on top of the winning that you already had right, right. <laughs> you know right. and so it, i'm grateful for that for the fact that you know yeah. i already know how he coming yeah. i already know how to duck and dodge and to bob and weave
1: yeah and you and you learn by mistakes you know we each time he comes at us a different way he may knock us down but we learn from those mistakes so it gets to a point where we know every play you're about to run. Yeah, just like, just like football. They, play atten- they pay attention to the runs that they, they do to their defense. Okay, you know what? They got mm-hmm. by us this time. But you, you ain't going to get too many more times to to get by me and to, and to, you know, to play me. So yes. when we really pay attention, we really in tune ourselves with God. You know, he, he shows us, hey, listen, remember now, he can't do this though the last time, so what you going to do now? Like you said, then at that point, when he comes to that door, it's dead boat locked. You yep. can get in this time, so now he got to find another tactic. And, and it's something that I, uh, Sunday when I was in Vegas, we went to service, and um, I forget the scripture. I think it was in Matthew, and it was saying, um, while Jesus was in the wilderness, he was he was hungry, and the enemy was preparing a test, and so the enemy tries to find those weak spots. So he can prepare tests. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, um, we don't even need. We have God, we are we're He's preparing us too. So while the enemy thinks he's getting over on us, God is already preparing us each time from, from the mistakes that we've had, he's, he's preparing us, He's preparing our armor to be a little more greater yes. each time. So by the time these tests come, we, we can pass them with flying colors. So, you know, that, that this could be a whole nother whole nother show too. So uh <laughs> Yes. Let me make note of that because,
0: (laughs) but seriously, and even as you said that, I literally heard in my spirit, they thought they were playing you, but they really were playing themselves because Mm -hmm. see what they don't realize is who you were, who God is through you Mm -hmm. and they thought they was getting over. But the reality is I could have been a help to you, but you decided to try to play games. Mm Yep. You don't even understand how I could have blessed your life, Mm -hmm. but I digress, (laughs) Mm. but I digress. Mm -hmm. But yes, but I am, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just excited. Like I said, you know, when I look at, um, the fact that, you know, you were out in Vegas, tell us more about what, what
1: you did out there. So, um, a designer friend of mine, very good friend of mine. Um, him and his wife just recently—I'm gonna say—within the last year, relocated to Vegas, and Vegas has a soft spot in my heart. And so, about let's see, we're in September, so I'm gonna say maybe in August, beginning of August. Mm-hmm. Um, he reached out to me and he's like, "Say, sis, um, I have this 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 lady I'm connected to. She's awesome." I really think you guys should meet. Um, And it just so happens, you know, you're an author and she has a bookstore. So I figured, you know, maybe y'all need to link up. Maybe you can get your books, you know, out here in Vegas. So I reached out to her and immediately our spirits connected. And it was, it went from like, I was prepared to like introduce myself and Tell her who I am and what I do. And when I answered the phone, she was like, hey, Jolie, uh, Bobby just told me about you. Blah, blah, blah. And I was I, I didn't know what to say because I had prepared like this whole spiel and I didn't even need to do it because the introduction was already made for me. And yes. so um she was like, yeah, you know, we would love to have your books out here. And uh, she told me about these packages, you know, to get the books out there and comes with a book signing. And so I was like, well the sooner the better. So let's, you know, set a date, set up for a book signing. So um, I flew out there. I had my book signing in Vegas this past Sunday and it was truly amazing. Yes. Just, we, we often think that the platform that's used to make the connection is what the picture is, but it's greater than, than, it's greater than the books in the bookstore.
0: That's Because right. while I
1: was there, God had me to minister to a couple of people that I didn't, I didn't know these people from Adam and Eve, but God <laughs> brought them in and he allowed me to minister to them. And, you know, I'm, I'm talking at the table. I'm telling people about, um, you know, what I do in my different programs and things. And one of the ladies, I, I, that was my first time meeting her. She was like, so you're coming back for a workshop, right? That, is that what you're telling us? So I had to put together, you know, dates and times to, to come back and do a workshop. And then, um, I'm speaking in an expo in Vegas in, um, in November. So just so many doors opened, um, Just yesterday, last night, before I left, I left today to come back home. But last night I had two uh, podcast radio interviews back to back. And so I'm thinking I'm going for it to be about the books. And God said it's bigger than what you're going out there for. So it was just a blessing just to connect with um, the people, just to connect with um, just 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 everything and just being in the atmosphere for God to say, get ready, because this is what you're going to be doing. Um, You're going to be traveling. You're going to be speaking. And that's something that I prayed for. That's something Mm -hmm. that I asked God for. So he's definitely opening those doors and, you know, showing me what's about to happen. So I'm just I'm just so grateful, Uh, so grateful.
0: Yes. Well, you already know he's making a way, yeah. you know, and the reality is the word of God says your gift will make room for you. And so, yes, you know, you already know what's to, you know, to transpire. Of course, I think what's what's so amazing about God, though, is like when you have a relationship with him, right, you know him. You're like, OK, mm-hmm. I already know his character. I know he's faithful. I know he's this. But then it's like he turned it up a notch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's just when you, you know, you settle in and you like, okay, I, I know mm-hmm. how good he is. Then he'd be like, no, no, yeah. no, you don't really know how good I am.
1: Yep, you don't know. <laughs> you think you know. So let me let me sprinkle this in here too, to, to make your mouth drop. Listen, yeah. blow your mind good, okay? Look, that's exactly what he's doing. Exactly. Yes. Just just from the the airport to um just the people that I've been in contact with since thursday Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it's just like what are the odds (laughs) that i run into these people what are the freaking odds that you know (laughs) you run into to to it you know a late i saw a lady today when i was leaving home uh leaving to come back i saw her like a few times we wound up being outside next to each other and she looked at me and she said, I'm starting to think you're following me. Is this something you need to say to me? Is this something we need to talk about? And we just laughing. And as we started to share stories and share, you know, what we do, mm-hmm. it was like, yes, we were actually supposed to talk and share stuff because we both yeah. had something to say to each other. So I was able to bless her with a book. And and then it was so funny because then I got an inbox from a friend who was like, oh, you met my fiance at the airport, and this is somebody who I was supposed to meet before COVID and COVID happened, oh, wow. and so everything went haywire. And just so happened, I'm talking to this lady, I'm like, She is so amazing! Not knowing that connection was already going to happen. Oh, wow. So, it is, I, I just look at it as God, like, You are like, I can't do anything but laugh because mm-hmm. how He. Orchestrate stuff. Yeah, he allows so stuff to happen. <laughs> Look, and I know he's sitting back in his chair with his legs crossed, like, "What's yes. that?" Bet you didn't see that one coming. You know, it's like, "No, I didn't. I, I, I didn't." But yeah, I love it. So I'm just, yes. I'm just, I'm just in a great place right now. Um, it, it, I can't even put it into words. You know, it, it's it's just just such a, a a beautiful aura, just, just to know that God is working things out Yes, in your favor.
0: So, and that's where, you know, I I think we all aspire to be, Mm -hmm. you know, just be in that place of trusting him fully, even when it doesn't feel good. Like I know you're, you're of course, you know, seeing everything come into fruition it, it's a great place it feels good but you know you can attest to the fact that it hasn't always felt so good there's been right. a lot of trials and and you've had to triumph over some you know even tragedies you know, mm-hmm. you know there's been a lot of yeah. like child i don't know about this here you know but yeah. even in those moments saying mm-hmm. you know what come what may i trust you because yeah. even if even if it, is a true tragedy i know you're going to work it for my good anyway and so that's my mindset anymore is that no matter what happens i know he's going to work it for my good so i ain't tripping you know yes i acknowledge the fact that it may hurt whatever that you know that hurt may be you know i'm definitely human i definitely feel it i acknowledge that yeah but i recognize Mm -hmm. that you know even even in the smallest of hurts that I've ever been through, he uses them not only for my good, but he uses it to help to impact somebody else. He wastes nothing.
1: Yeah,
0: And I think that has been um, one of the things for me that has truly blown my mind here recently, because, of course, I talk about overcoming domestic violence. I talk about um, overcoming depression um, I even talk about overcoming divorce and daddy issues, right? But there's mm-hmm. there's a handful of things that, you know, that maybe I don't necessarily talk about so much. But then I come across a person and I'm like, really, Lord, you want me to, to minister to her? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> about yeah. that little thing that maybe I wasn't necessarily ready to communicate. You know, mm-hmm. um, in fact, I had a situation where, it's been a few years now, and it got to a place where, um, you know, I had begun to really understand that the voice I was hearing was God's voice. Right. And so mm-hmm. I had really gotten to a place where our relationship were here. So when he speaks, I know it's him. I'm not questioning. You know, it's, it's almost like if your mama call, you know, that you ain't got to say, hey, is that is that you? No, you know, right. that's her. Right. You know. And so getting to that place knowing his voice. And as I shared last week, not only hearing his voice, but heeding it the first time, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know, when you get to that place. But then I remember one of the first things he asked me to do. He said, tell him what I did for you. And I'm like, Bruh, I am telling them what you did for me. I'm talking mm. about, how, you know, Foxy's baby has overcome domestic violence as a generational curse in our bloodline. Like my children won't have to face abuse. I'm telling them what you right. mean telling what I did. And he like, no, no, no. Tell him the other thing. And I'm like, what is you even talking about? <laughs> at this point, you know? And so of course he eats as he so eloquently does, he let me know that he was talking about the miscarriage. Mm. And I had my first miscarriage in June of 2012. And I remember making every excuse because although I believe I was healed from it, I wasn't ready to share that part of my story. Right. And at this point, I, I believe this was 2015. So this was about three years after it had happened. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, find the picture, find the picture. Cause I only had one picture. So I knew exactly what picture he was talking about. He right. said, find the picture. I only had one picture I had taken, um, which that particular picture was actually two weeks prior to the miscarriage.
1: Mm-hmm. And so
0: fast forward, I was like, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm delaying it. I don't even know where that picture at. And he like, bro, <laughs> you know where the picture <laughs> is. how am playing <mad> with me. <laughs> And so fast forward, I finally, you know, got myself together. I finally posted that picture and I shared, you know, transparently, as I often do, what that picture meant, you know, what had had transpired, what had happened, and Mm -hmm. in essence, all of who God was and, and, and how he brought me through that situation. And it blew my mind because the very next day, a young lady that I went to high school with inboxed me. And Mm. she said, you have no idea I needed to see that because Mm. I just had a miscarriage and I was contemplating taking my life. Wow. And when I tell you from that moment on. Mm. Because the reality Mm. is when he asks us to do something, it ain't it ain't even for you. Like it wasn't even about my story. It wasn't about my pride. (laughs) because <laughs> that's really what it was, right. pride that I didn't want to share that part of my story. I didn't want, you know, to admit that I was part of that club, you know? Right, um, right. Because indeed it is a club that none of us expect or want to be a part of, but the reality is that it's very common. And so, you know, here I am sharing and I'm like, I don't even want to do this. You know, as I'm typing and I hit post here on the on the good Facebooks, and then to get that message I was floored when I tell you everybody knows I cry the drop of a dime because I just feel everything so deeply but when I tell you I cried I cried Mm. so hard um especially because I realized in that moment God wanted to use me to help Mm -hmm. save someone else and you never know who that person is
1: yeah you never never
0: know how he's going to use it you know, but he knows what he's doing. You just gotta trust when he say do. Like my mama used to say, when I say you know jump, you supposed to say how high. Yep.
1: <laughs> and and so, when he say do something, what you want me to do it now? You want me to do it later? When you want me to do it? Yes. Do it, let's let's do it right now because it's a purpose. It's a purpose behind it, and I'm I'm so grateful that you were um, obedient. Um and that and that's funny because when I was writing the book, there were certain things I didn't want to put in there. and it's crazy that when you become extremely transparent, like you said, you have no idea
0: mm-hmm. what's
1: behind the smiles of other people, what's behind um, the makeup, what's behind the mascara, yes, what's behind the designer clothes because you can you can you know dress something up. But at the end of the day, those scars and, and those those bruises and, and all of that is still there. And so we, we are a ministry to help people heal and deal with things that they feel like they're alone in. And right. um, one of the interviews I did, um, the, young, the lady that was there, I've known her for, I'm probably going to say at least seven years. And she said to me, she said, Jolie, I read the book already. So I got the book from when she came to the uh the book signing and by the time I came to the interview she was done with the book. She said oh, I love God. to read. She said, "But darling, I never would have guessed that you've been through the things you have." Yeah. Because you don't look like it. Grace. But if we don't share, yeah, if we don't share though how God brought us through those things, we'll miss Helping somebody else get through it, you know, and then right. and I'm, I'm I've come to realize that every every trial, every bump, every bruise that I've gone through is a stepping stone really to help somebody else in this day and time. And I used to think it was wrong for me to go through those things, but now I'm grateful yes. to God that I went through those things because I can definitely help the next person. I can't help somebody if I've never, you know, gone through domestic violence. I can't help somebody if I've never dealt with some type of um, abuse or bullying or or anything like that. I can't tell somebody how to um, how to be confident in themselves if, if I've never had insecurities, if I've never, you know, had doubt. I can't tell anybody how to how to come out of suicide if I've never had suicide thoughts. And it's it's so funny how people try to give their uh, give their opinions on things that they know nothing about
0: you know nothing about
1: Isn't so that something when, when people read my story and and I laugh because I'm like it's so much more That's just what the start of it was, you know, that's yes. what it's kind of like I was like, okay, this is enough Put this out. I got another project for you come and be patient mm-hmm. but it's so much it's so much in there to help the next person so, like we we have so many um, sermons, because that's what they are. We have so many sermons to 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 tell to people. Um, and what better way than to have the living testimony in front of them? Um, and you you are so strong in everything. And you know, you said you cried at the drop of a hat, but that's strength to me because. I feel like those tears are not just healing you, but it's helping somebody else heal. Um, yeah. And I'm like you, I feel things. Um, and sometimes you can feel, you can feel stuff. I, I remember being in church and um, my younger years, um, God used to have me just go and hug people. And I'd be like, they don't think I'm weird. You know, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a young girl. Why I'm just randomly hugging folks. And he'd be like, go hug them. And I would just go hug them and you could feel the power transfers like I didn't yes. have to open my mouth but whatever he put on the inside of me it ministered to whatever it was that they were needing I didn't have to say anything yeah. I just had to be obedient so sometimes we just have to um just be obedient just move when he says move um do what he said do and sometimes we got to shut up and just do it and, mm-hmm. and not ask not ask so many questions so I'm talking to myself there because sometimes I'd be like God I'm not understanding this <laughs> Um, can you can you elaborate just a little bit on you know why this is the way it is? And I think he be saying if I wanted to elaborate, I'd have set you down and told you why, but <laughs> I didn't. I just gave you instructions and I just need you to follow them. So, you know.
0: Yes, Lord talking to me. I know all <laughs> too well. I just be like, Oh my goodness, all right, all right. <laughs> but like I said, you know, getting to that place of Um, Truly trusting them, knowing that I don't have to know it all. I don't have to even know, you know, where the money is coming from for a particular project or knowing, you know, how it's going to get done. I already know the why. And in knowing the why, that's enough for me. Um, It it allows me to, you know, to just say, okay, let's go. I trust mm-hmm. you to provide. I trust you, you know, to to lead, to guide me. You know, you said you was gonna lead and guide me with your hands. So, yeah, <laughs> I just want to make sure that I'm I'm heeding that I'm I'm truly hearing your voice, because Lord knows right. I've heard some voices. hmm And down the line, I'm like, who
1: child? That wasn't no Jesus. <laughs> that wasn't Jesus talking. I don't know who that was. Look, that's when you hit one of them voices and you pull this right here, right. <laughs> I don't know who that was or who they talking to. Well, you know to. how we do. We get we get we get quiet and we just look
0: because you've heard something. Uh,
1: <laughs> that 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 ain't familiar to you, huh? And listen,
0: it's funny because when I think about that, my mother. Of course, you know, Foxy is is what I used to call her. I called her the original Foxy Brown for so many years. And then um, shortly before she passed in 2009, I just shortened it to Foxy. And then after she passed, God revealed to me who Foxy's baby was. And of course, it brought back the remembrance of the story of me being in the womb and having to, you know, go through that violence mm-hmm. with my mother. But she would say stuff like, listen, listen, the cats are pissing. Oh my. So it would be real quiet, right? And so everybody would stop. She say, listen, listen, and you stop and you listen. <laughs> then she say,
1: the cats are pissing. <laughs> and you'd be like, what? <laughs> like, what does that have to do with anything? So <laughs> well,
0: needless to say, apparently, you know, in, in talking with my aunt, she's my only um, my mother's only living. Um, sibling now she just turned 78 earlier this month and in oh, talking wow. to her apparently my grandmother their mother used to do that so where oh, it really wow. stems from I don't know but you know just things like that when when you talked about you know listening and you looking and I thought about that that mm-hmm. was the first thing that came to my mind
1: <laughs> I'm telling uh, you like far- I'm going to on... try it on my kids and, and I'm going to let you know the looks that they give me like what <laughs>
0: Yes, you got to set up a hidden camera or something because I I'm need to see you. It. <laughs> But I mean, yeah, you know, and it's just, it's so incredible though when I, you know, certain things come back to memories, mm-hmm. things that, you know, I haven't heard obviously in at least 12 years, you know, and then somebody says something or I'll see something and I'm like, you know, just reminded of something about my mm-hmm. mother. It just proves, you know, that that she still lives on through us. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of who she is is who I am. Like, I even look myself in the mirror often and I'm like, I ain't never looked like my mama. I always was literally the spitting image mm-hmm. of my father. But here, as I get older, I'm like, Are you kidding me? Look at you, Foxy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So, so I doing you know, those
1: speeches. Yep.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. it is a blessing indeed. and And I tell you, Her tenacity for sure is in me. Because when I tell you my mother was a fighter, and honestly, that's why I couldn't believe when she succumbed to death. Like, I mean, clearly, we know we all got to go, right? But there was a part of me who didn't believe that she would go, at least not then. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like I'd seen her overcome so much. You know, yeah, I had I so seen her, of course, overcome the domestic violence. I had seen her overcome um, high blood pressure and Bell's palsy, where her face literally went crooked. And the doctor said she would never speak again um, properly. And I tell you, my mother was a faith filled woman, but she would cuss you out. <laughs> <laughs> when I say she would cuss, it's oh. not just cuss you out, cuss you out.
1: Oh, my. Wow.
0: So, Needless to say, them doctors was all the way wrong.
1: Right, right.
0: (laughs) But I just, I think of things like that and I'm like, you know, there was a part of me that just believed that she would never succumb to anything. Like, there was almost like this immortal, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, that was my bad (laughs) for believing that, right? right? But but because I had seen her overcome so much that I just, yeah. it was just a part of me that didn't connect the dots that, you know, one day, even mm-hmm. though she would call me, even as a little kid, she would say, you know, when I'm no longer here. and Or like, I remember when my, my first dog passed away, I cried so hard and she would say things. And I thought it was so insensitive but she would say things like, you better save them tears for when I go. And I'd be mm-hmm. like, my, my dog just died. Like, let me have this moment, you know? Right, right. But, um, of course, fast forward to when she actually did go, I understood a little bit better what she was trying to say. She wasn't necessarily right. the best communicator um, with how mm-hmm. she would say things. <laughs> she was very mm-hmm. much, you talk about transparent. <laughs> Child. <checked. laughs> she was straight from the hip. No sugar, right. no chaser, none of that none wow. of it. Um, she, but, you know, you know she just believed in just coming straight out with whatever it is she needed to say. And yeah. sometimes I would just sit there with my mouth open. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> mm, no,
1: she not. You know, and it's so funny. You talk about, you know, you just, you, you see them go through so much. My grandmother, um, I'm 39. So I think since I was I think my grandmother had a massive stroke probably when I was about maybe five or six. Okay. So the majority of my life, my grandmother had have has been was paralyzed on her left side. So I saw my grandmother still be independent, still go to the bathroom on her own, still, mm-hmm. you know, go in the kitchen, make her coffee. There's certain stuff she couldn't do on her own, but for the most part, she could. And, you know, she had Crohn's disease, she had this, she had that. And my grandmother was Faith field and she used to say that, you know, when I'm when I'm gone, and I used to be like, hey like you know, my grandma was my baby. But when she started to me, when she started talking that jibber
0: jabber, yes. like, like
1: nobody trying to talk about that right now. I She's don't like, even hear you. La 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 no. la, la, la. <laughs> Like we we trying to watch Perry Mason and Gunsmoke. You over here talking about some <laughs> when you gone, like you ain't going nowhere. So yes. even in the time when she passed, I knew. But it's like, man, like I didn't think she was gonna go like right now. Now my do. when my grandma my grandmother left, she was in her 70s. So like I still thought my grandma was like a superhero. Like I thought we would mm-hmm. all be dead and gone and my grandma would still be here. Like that yeah. was my mentality because she was so strong.
0: Yeah. If you
1: went to jail, my grandma number was a you call. If you didn't, if you couldn't get a ride and you tried to get to grandma's house, my grandma had the taxi service on not speak out like everybody in the city knew who my grandma was. They knew Betty Jean. So if Betty Jean says she needed a favor, a favor was coming. So yeah. when she left, it was kind of like, okay, who going to fill these shoes now? Like, can't nobody You're do right. it?
0: Like, what do we do now? No.
1: Right. So, like, some things were not, you know, were not, okay, now this is how this is going to work. Like, that's just what she did. But I always... Uh, Even in my older days, I knew we got to leave, but I just didn't think she was going nowhere no time to Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, she needed to rest. Like, all of these things she was carrying every day, she never complained. Or I ain't never seen her complain about it. She never complained about her sickness. She never um, questioned God. She never doubted God. And so, it just is just a beautiful thing. But like you said, you never think like, you just expect them to fight through that, too. Mm-hmm. And I ain't gonna lie, we saw my grandma fight. Like, I thought, I honestly thought she was just uncomfortable. I thought maybe, you know, she did, she needed some more meds just to calm her down. But literally, when we think about um, just how she was, she kept, she was saying things like, pick me up and put me down because I'm floating. Wow. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, what? In my language, what the hell kind of drugs It I sent home with my grandma? She <laughs> right. she's floating in the air. Like, I'm I'm like, mama, like, what is going on? And my mom was like, I think it's just, I think she's just uncomfortable. And, you know, she just kept saying it over and over again. And she was holding on to the side of the beds. Like, I've never seen my grandmother oh. sweat a day in her life. And like, my grandma was like, literally, she was fighting with God to stay here for us. Wow. And so it got to a point where we just like prayed like like just give her peace and in the moment of her peace is when she transitioned. Mm. And it was it was a beautiful thing but like I'm just like God like you even like how great that is for me to even see to witness mm-hmm. something like that even even in her even in her dying she was still selfish. she was still trying to stay so she could still do for us. It, it had nothing to do with her. She didn't mm-hmm. want to leave us. Yeah. And so it just when you see those types of things and you're connected to that, like when I when I first met you and I heard you talk about your mom, I'm like, man that lady was a, must have been an awesome lady and you those those things that they've instilled in you or those memories that you have with them, they never leave you. Yeah, you may not remember everything right then, but like you said, there's times where you remember something. To, uh, look, I'm trying to remember what you just said. Uh Listen, listen, the cat, like, listen, like listen. the cats, the cats out, like, like those things, like that tickles you because you like my mama was crazy. Too. Know, but yes, sometimes, sometimes God knows the humor that you need just to have within yourself to to just reminisce on those things. So. Like it's it's just it's just amazing um, when we really take time and reflect on things that happen. Just how amazing God is, even in the midst of tragedy. Yes, yes, He's still amazing. So, yeah, Ooh, girl, we don't we don't went deep, girl. We don't went. Deep. <laughs> Listen,
0: you know how we do. I told you we just two sisters having a conversation and we let the Holy Spirit do what he do. Who knew that I would bring any of that up today? Right, right. <laughs> it wasn't even about oh me. Goodness. I don't even know. I just just roll with it. <laughs> oh my goodness. But um, but yeah, you know, you're absolutely right though. You know, those memories um often are tucked, and and it's funny because having conversations here with my oldest daughter, you know, we talk on the phone most times, you know, hours. It, you would you would never think either of us did anything else because we're on the phone so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but here recently, you know, we've really, we'll just be talking about nothing and then something about my mother will come up in some capacity. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that Um, She also remembers, of course, she was her first grandchild Um, and she passed away when she was 13 going on 14, you know, so she was old enough, you know, to really know and understand what was happening. And um, but I think even in losing my mom in that the way in which we did, because it was very sudden, she was she went in the hospital for something so simple, supposed to be a biopsy. Um, They Mm -hmm. thought it was cancer. It turned out it was not. But yet she's not here. Like, help me to understand, right? What just happened, you know? And right. so there was a moment where we thought that there could have been malpractice, and you know, all that kind of thing. And quite frankly, back then, I mean, I grew up in church. I knew who Jesus was, but I I wasn't all the way right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was prepared to blow up the hospital if I needed to. Listen, you know I mean. listen. You tell me that because of somebody's negligence, that's why my mama not here. I was finna do whatever I needed to do. I listen. wasn't letting the
1: Lord handle it. Did you hear me? <laughs> listen, if, even in my relationship right now with the Lord, you let me hear some news about somebody got to malpractice. Me and, me and God going have to have a conversation. Now, listen, I know. You said Listen. we supposed to be like this, but if you could just turn your back this one time. Just for five minutes. Just five <laughs> good minutes. <laughs> I promise. Yes. i better later. But,
0: but yeah. you know, thankfully that, that was not the case. You know, it was reviewed and, and everything, you know, it was other things, underlying issues that she had um, mm-hmm. that, you know, caused her demise, but it just, it blew my mind. You know, we were laughing and joking yeah. and the following week she gone, Yeah, you know? And so um, those are moments though that I, you know, I, I think, I, I'm not going to say I think about it a lot, but there are very much very moments where I'm just like, you know, like, wow, you know, I look back and I see how that moment literally changed me. Mm -hmm. It changed like when I say I grew up because so just to give you a a quick time, I know we are getting down to the the hour here, but to give you a quick timeline. So Mother's Day 2009, me and my children, my two daughters and my mother, we all go to Olive Garden because that was her favorite. Right. And Mm -hmm. Mother's Day was a very important day for her. She didn't care too much about Christmas or, you know, even Easter, all that. You had better come home for Mother's Day and Thanksgiving. Right. Mm-hmm. And so in this particular instance, she was going in for the biopsy the Monday after Mother's Day. So it was like nobody thought that she was going to, you know, not be here. We just was mm-hmm. coming up for what we do. You know, we go. Right. And we have dinner with mom, you know, enjoy. We had a good time Monday. Um, you know, we take her to the hospital. She goes in. It's supposed to be a quick, um, you know, little snip snip. They take in a biopsy to see, you know, what this mass is. And it takes them quite some time, but she, you know, she's good. She has to stay in the hospital, which she wasn't supposed to initially. But she's good. And they did the robotic surgery where they basically um, pumped you up with like this gas almost, and they move mm-hmm. the robot. Like they could be sitting across the room, but they move the robot in your body. And so, fast forward that Wednesday, I remember the um, the doctor coming in. And he's like, who's the best doctor in the whole wild world? And we're looking like, I mean, is this what we are supposed to say, you?
1: (laughs) Right, right.
0: So he gives us good news. He says, you know, there is no cancer. Uh, We just need you to pass that gas that we put in you. Once that passes through your system, you can go home. Mm -hmm. Now, my mama ain't never had no problem passing no gas. (laughs) <laughs> I, I promise you, we'll be, be, be like, broke. "What was that? A cannon? <laughs> what is going?"
1: On?
0: <laughs> but for whatever reason, her body would not would not work the way it was intended to to pass that gas, mm-hmm. and so that Friday, I remember getting back to the house because you know I would come there almost all day I literally would sit there all day that like that was my job <laughs> mm-hmm. I would sit there all day with her from sunup to sundown um and so when I got there on Friday uh, mind you I had gotten there later than usual because she said to me don't come back to this on Thursday she said don't come back to this hospital until you get that mop fixed you know she ain't playing when it comes to the hair now now if she can right. see me today with a mop for real <laughs> <laughs> But she, you know, she was very, you know, she was, she was from the South, very particular about, you know, your hair had to be neat, had to be combed, you know. Um, And of course I had been at the hospital all week, so I wouldn't think about no hair, but I went, I got my hair done by her hairdresser in Philadelphia. And so I got to the hospital late that day when I got there, she wasn't in her room. I just assumed she went for some testing or something of that nature. Mm Well, the reality was they had transferred to her to ICU. Hmm. So as you can imagine, when a nurse tells me that, I'm I'm ready to like snatch this lady by the throat. What you mean my mama in the ICU and ain't nobody calling, tell me nothing. You ain't call right. my brother and say nothing. But more importantly, I'm like, let me get to my mother. So like, where do I need to go? So I get there. She's good. She's laughing and joking. She's still herself. But that Saturday is when everything changed. That Saturday, mm. um, she was complaining of the fact that she couldn't feel her fingers. She couldn't feel her toes. Mm. And after doing a quick ultrasound, they saw that the blood was not circulating. Now, she was diabetic, so, you know, that was part of the issue. But she also apparently had blood clots in um, both legs that was impeding the blood from going where it needed to go. Mm. Not to mention, she also had fluid that was starting to build up in the abdomen. And they were like, okay, obviously it's serious, but this is not something a person would generally speak and die from. So, you know, we are gonna go in, we are gonna do what we do. And tomorrow she'll be in a better place. Well, the significance in this story is that prior to, Mm. for years, it took forever for my mother to say, I love you, right? For years, it was almost like I was grooming her. For years, I'd be like, "Mm, excuse me, I'd be like, mom, I love you. And she'd be like, "Mm mm-hmm. And I'd be like, all right, mom, I love you. I'll see you later. And she'd be like, all right, now. She would never respond, I love you. But in this particular moment, it was that Saturday, we were leaving the hospital. And I joked with her. I I whispered in her ear. And I said, well, mom, they getting ready to put this NG tube down in you. They expect you to, you know, kind of wild out a little bit because they're not going to sedate you. So if you hit the nurse, the one that you don't like, just foul just one time, they'll think it's right. just, you know, <laughs> relax. Just bow, just hit her one time. You, you good. Right. So we laughed about that. And I said, all right, mom, I love you. I see you tomorrow. And her response was, I love you too. Right. And when I tell you, I hold on to that because that was the last words my mother ever spoke to me. Mm -hmm. It was that, that Sunday we came in, she was on life support. Um, She was non-responsive. And I guess the significance of me bringing all of this up is when I said it changed me because I remember going from that Sunday and I remember saying, I'm not ready for my mom to leave. Like I can't let my mother go to fast forward to that Tuesday. It was just two days later and my, my mindset and my heart changed from I'm not ready to let my mom go to Lord let your will be done
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that was by far the hardest thing for me oh yeah oh yeah to be like truly vulnerable knowing I ain't got no say so ain't nothing I can do in this moment but trust your mm-hmm. will And so it took my brother, of course, you know, we had to make the decisions to get together. Um, It took him another two days to, you know, to come to grips with the fact that there really was nothing more that the doctors could do. And that Mm -hmm. even the life support was doing more harm than good at this point. Right. And So we had to make the decision to, um, you know, to allow her naturally to, you know, to take its course. And when I tell Mm -hmm. you, I've never... I n- never once thought that that was something that I would ever witness for one. Yeah. But for two to literally stand at the foot of the bed and watch her take her last breaths. Mm-hmm. It ch- it just does something to you. It literally changes yeah. your perspective on everything. Yeah. Yeah. On yeah. everything. Like when the old <laughs> folks say
1: life is but a-, a vapor. Listen, listen, I, I, I kid you not. My grandmother, who, who I watched, who I was there holding her hand, my, that's my mom's mom. And mm-hmm. then I was also there with my mom's dad. So both of my grandparents, I was there holding their hand in their mm-hmm. last moment. So although it was, it, you know, people see tragedy, it was a blessing for me yeah. to even be there but it's so funny i know we got a couple of minutes but you were talking about just you know how things transpired my grandmother used to say before i die i'm gonna stop smoking my grandma been a smoker and drinker all her life when she had her her stroke she stopped drinking but she was a smoker mm-hmm. and when my grandmother got sick she got sick i think in february she passed july 3rd of 2017 so from february to july My grandma did not smoke. Wow. Before she came home, she said, get all the cigarettes out the house. I don't want anything in the house. So Mm -hmm. literally, even though God knew it was time for her to go, he made it to where every dying wish she had. Yes. She saw it happen before she left this earth. And I think it's just amazing. How God allows things to happen, but I remember mm-hmm. my grandma telling me that I'm gonna stop smoking before I die. I know it's bad, so before I leave here, I'm gonna stop smoking. Mm-hmm. I said okay, and he just just he how he allows things, but like you, I I never wanted to witness that, but even in that, like you said, it gives you a new outlook. It gives you a new perspective, yeah, on just yeah. life itself. So, yeah, man. But it makes well, you know, so much we don't
0: leave the show on this, this, this somber. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> because even though, you know, and, and, and it's like I said, you know, it, it, it brings another perspective because I'm like, granted, I miss my mother. I can't wait for the day that I can embrace her and be like, you know, like, look, mama, like I made it, you know, like here I am, you know, that kind of thing. But, it definitely puts things in perspective where you're like, okay, you ain't got forever. So whatever it is you're supposed to get done, get it done. Get
1: it done. You know,
0: it, yep. and it really um it has helped me in relationships, has helped me to recognize like the people who matter. And, that, and that's not always family. So let's let's be clear on that. You know, just because a person yeah. is part of your bloodline and, you know, your family tree doesn't necessarily mean that they are a priority. Because I think mm-hmm. that's one thing that, unfortunately, um, you know, I, I've been hearing a lot of it here recently, especially on social media, where it's, oh, you ain't got, you know, forever, so you better get right with so-and-so. Well, well if, if so-and-so ain't got no sense... <laughs> So-and-so is full of toxicity. Yeah. So-and-so doesn't respect yeah, no. or value my boundaries, etc. You know, um, so-and-so going to get mm-hmm. left right over there. there I thank you. It. I still pray for you. No love lost, but you going to stay right over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so-and-so. But you know, like I said, mm-hmm. just really valuing the individuals who, um, who decide to have an active participation in your life. You know, even if yeah. it's, it's like like a person like yourself, we don't have to talk every day or even every week. But when we get up, it's all love. Mm. You know, it's it's like you picked up where you never left off, you know.
1: Right. Right. And so
0: I think that's you know, that's the thing that's important is that if God forbid today was my day, mm-hmm. I know that each and every person that I've touched, I, I don't have any ill will, I had no malintent. You know, right. um, everybody can say, you know what? She was always laughing. She was always, you know, yep. just genuine. She would hug you up like like nothing. What?
1: <laughs> right.
0: And so, you know, yep. that's what I want when my time is up. Oh yeah, I don't want nobody falling all over the casket because they, you know they they got regrets. Like I done told my kids, Listen. y'all got specific instructions. Get them hauled out of here because they had time. Yep, <laughs> they had plenty
1: of time. Get them out of here. Joelle don't even know he gonna have to put together a whole fashion show when I die. I don't want nobody <laughs> no, that's crying. The right. I I want yes. people coming in and fly because that's 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 the type of person I was. Like I want laughter. I want celebration. Yes. Like, don't be in here crying. And if you gonna cry, that means you ain't doing what you need to do. So get it together now. Cause when I'm gone, I'm gone. That's it. Don't come. That's yeah, it. Don't come trying to pull me out my casket. Tell my wife. No, Nope.
0: Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> and I joke and always say, people better not put on my Facebook. Sorry for your lost, because I ain't lost. Right. They gonna. My children gonna know where I am. So don't. I'm not lost. <laughs> oh my goodness! But yes, love it. I, our little hour has gone by so fast. I don't know. Yeah. We might have to do a part two.
1: Listen, stop it! Because I was just gonna say, you know, I can always come on another time, and you know, we can. Because I mean, can I can feel like promote. we need to get in. Yeah, we need to get into
0: more of who the focus coach is, and you know how we can, how we can, you know, really get our lives blessed by this yes, motivational yes, speaker slash life coach slash best-selling author slash amazing model just. Listen. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would but love no, to indeed, come back and You just let me know. Listen, we listen. We can do next week. We can continue that's with that right on, on, on it. Same that's, that's time, same place. I'm, mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. I'm gonna
0: mark my calendar right now. well bless the Lord? Look at God. <laughs> mm-hmm. Won't He do it? <laughs> Won't he will? <laughs> you know we ain't got no sense it's all love well indeed we'll definitely continue with this conversation next tuesday then i'm so grateful to have had this hour especially like i said with knowing that you have just traveled you just got home literally minutes before starting this podcast series so i'm grateful for you just taking the time to spend with us Um, But, you know, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I I know that that's what sisters do. And so I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for your place in my life. I'm grateful for, you know, you just being who you are and continuing to shine your light. Listen, we shine brighter together. So we will continue again next week. Listen to all of our viewers and listeners, whether you were in the Facebook or YouTube Live um, Air Arena, or if you are on any podcast platform, we truly appreciate you spending time to listen. You will hear yes. more yes. from the Focus Coach, Jolie Rashad, next Tuesday. So listen, until then, you keep telling the enemy to run me my crown. I don't care yes. what it is you're going through. I don't care what mm-hmm. the situation is. You let him know that you are royalty, and he better give you up your crown right now. So I love y'all. I'll see y'all next week. Smooches. Bye.